1: Western New York race fans, it's time to crank it up.
0: Start your
1: For the next hour, the airwaves belong to you. Sit down, strap in,
2: and let's head to WGR's Fast Track.
1: All right, take a nice big deep breath, buddy.
2: With your host. Let's go out there and have a good day. All right, bud. Dave Buchanan. Good morning, race fans! 10.01 here on WGR Sports Radio 550, and welcome to a very special edition of WGR's Fast Track. I'm Dave Buchanan. Thanks for listening. As always, happy race day of awesomeness. I don't know what to call this day, but it is uh, obviously uh, Sunday of Memorial Day weekend, and that means... One of the greatest days any race fan could ever have with the triple header, header of motorsports from around the world with the Grand Prix of Monaco, which just finished up the Indianapolis 500 and tonight's Coke 600 for NASCAR. Uh, one of the best days of the year if you are a race fan and thanks for spending part of it with us here this morning. Phone lines are open here right off the bat, 803 5 888-550-2550, anything going on on this great day of motorsports, feel free to uh, share your thoughts, your picks to win today's Indy 500 and Coke 600, what you thought of the Monaco Grand Prix, which just wrapped up, as I said, um, anything you want to talk about here, motorsports-related on this gorgeous Sunday morning here in Western New York, feel free to share. You can also tweet us at fa- uh, FastTrack550 and Facebook.com slash WGR WGRFastTrack. Coming up on today's program. Great show lineup for you, at least I, I like to think it is. Uh, coming up in, uh I don't know, tw- 12 minutes or so, you're going to hear from Graham Rahal, who starts 14th in today's Indianapolis 500. Graham was in Buffalo on Tuesday, part of the Whirlwind uh, Indianapolis 500 Media Day, where... IndyCar sends um, some of its biggest stars to markets around the country, whether they're big media markets or they're markets that are closely related to IndyCar events on the schedule. That's how Buffalo got into the fold because of Watkins Glen and their race Labor Day weekend. So I uh, had a chance to sit in studio here with Graham Rahal on Tuesday. So you're going to hear that interview coming up in about 10 minutes or so. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, Brant James from USA Today is going to join us. Brant is in Charlotte covering tonight's Coke 600. We will hear from Brant, get his thoughts on all things NASCAR. Uh, the Hall of Fame class for 2018 was out this week. The National Series schedules came out this week. A lot of the stuff we kind of talked about last week are in the schedule. Uh, things like Indianapolis closing out the regular season. Um, Richmond going into the chase. Chicago moving to the regular season. Uh, Las Vegas being the kickoff to the playoffs, and the fact that NASCAR is going to run the road course at Charlotte in the fall next October. Uh, all of that in the uh, Monster Energy Cup Series schedule for 2018. So we'll talk to Brand about that at the bottom of the hour. But we're going to start here with the Indianapolis 500, the 101st running of the greatest spectacle in racing. And you will hear it live here on WGR as soon as we're off the air at 11. We'll hand things off to the IMS Radio Network and our friend Mark James that we talked to last week. will anchor... The uh, broadcast coverage, along with uh, Nick Yeoman, Jay Query, and among others, on, uh, on the broadcast today. And uh, I'll tell you what this this has become the event for me um, over the last few years. I've just fallen in love with uh, the Indianapolis 500, and I'm not big indie Car guy. You know, we we try and I cover it on the show. You know, had a chance to go to the Glen last year. You've know, been been to a couple of races at the Glen, but obviously, if you listen to the show, you know kind of nascar one local racing in indycar kind of in that order maybe local racing nascar but this event is just the best the uh, the pageantry the history of it all uh it's just uh truly phenomenal the Indianapolis 500 it's become i think my number one event on my sports bucket list of events that uh i would want to go to you know i've been to the daytona 500 that was great um you know i've been to nascar events um I've been to the uh, you know, Stanley Cup Finals game, been to that in 1999. Outside of a Bill Super Bowl, which I don't think will ever happen in my lifetime, I think uh, the biggest sports event on my bucket list would be go to the Indianapolis 500. And it is just uh, amazing just being able to, to follow everything on social media, just to, to get a small taste of what it's like uh, with the the uh, Carb Day on Friday with practice and the party and the concert uh the the snake pit which is like the big rowdy place where a lot of fans kind of hang out and, and drink too much kind of like the Kentucky Derby uh it is definitely the coolest event uh, i think that uh, i would love to go to uh the lineup for today Scott Dixon is on the pole Ed Carpenter and defending race winner Alexander Rossi on the front row nice job for Rossi again uh, kind of asserting that he is uh you know, in it to win it for today's Indianapolis 500. And we've talked about it a lot, but just how much his story has changed in the last year going from a guy that was trying to make it into the Formula One ranks to becoming an IndyCar driver and then being thrust into the spotlight, winning this race a year ago. And now, um, Today, uh, you know, he's going to start in the front row and have a chance to go back to back, and that's pretty amazing. He'll start on the front row. Row two will be Takuma Sato. Fernando Alonso, who has obviously garnered a lot of attention uh, throughout the month of May at Indianapolis, the F1 star that is uh, looking to expand his career racing resume by winning this race for Andretti of Sport. He'll start from the middle of row two. J.R. Hildebrand outside of that second row. Row three, some very interesting names. Tony Kanaan, Marco Andretti, and Will Power. Three IndyCar veterans. Uh, three drivers you know have a sh- shot to win the race today. Uh, row four, Ryan hunter Ray, former winner of this event. Inside that fourth row, Ed Jones, the rookie. And Oriol Servia, who's uh, actually teammates with Graham Rahal today. Row five, Mikhail Lotion, Graham Rahal, Max Chilton. Row six, Charlie Kimball, James Hinchcliffe, and Juan Pablo Montoya, who's won this race twice, uh, coming out of... Uh, Sort of retirement to drive for Roger Penske today. Of course, not a regular on the IndyCar series anymore. Row seven: Elio Castroneves, Jay Howard, Sage Karam. Row eight: Joseph Newgarden, another American, defending series champ Simon Pagenaud, Carlos Munoz. There's some interesting names in row eight. There's uh, Newgarden, you know, finished second in this race last year. Pagenaud, the defending champ, and Munoz has had, you know, he's he's had some good runs. Actually, he finished second last year in this race. I apologize, but uh, Newgarden ran very well last year as well too. So, there are some possible favorites deep in the field. Row nine, Gabby Chavez, Connor Daly, Jack Harvey, Row 10, Pippa Man, Spencer Piggott, Buddy Lazier, and then Sebastian Saavedra, Zach Veach, and James Davison will round out the field of 33. Davison is driving for Sebastian Bourdais, who, of course, was in that scary qualifying accident last weekend. And he uh, is uh, the fr- fractured pelvis and uh, uh, the hip that he's uh, going with. He is actually at the track today on crutches. Uh, which is amazing. He's out of his hospital. He's already begun his rehab process and uh, is at the track today with his Dale Coyne racing team and uh, James Davison, uh, the Australian who fills in for him today. Uh, I think the the two, I don't have a favorite per se, but I guess the two sentimental favorites for me, I think, are Tony Canon and Elio Castroneves. Two great personalities, two great representatives of the sport of IndyCar racing. Uh, these these two gentlemen from Brazil are both, I think, sentimental favorites. Both have won this race before. They're both around forty-two years of age. This might be one of their last best chances to win at Indy, especially for Elio. He has been stuck on three wins, and and how great would it be for him to join the ranks of the Foyts and Mears and Unser's with a fourth win in the Indianapolis Five Hundred? He's you know he starts inside row seven, but Obviously Penske's dominance at this in this event. They've Roger Penske's won this race sixteen times as a car owner. So Elio's still always going to have a shot in this race. Won it four times. Started on the pole four times. Um, I, I, I or won this race three times. Excuse me. Started on the pole four times. But I would love to see Elio get a fourth win today and uh, join that elusive club. And then Kanan, TK. I mean, he's won this. He thankfully won this race at least once in his career and uh, another great personality very happy go lucky guy uh he's got a great shot here starting inside row 3 the Honda engines have been very good uh during qualifying and practice for this race so i guess those would two sentimental favorites um to to kind of watch for today and again maybe their last best chance to win the indianapolis 500 but then you look at the you know the old guard there but there's also um well actually you kind of got three you got the old guard you got some of the older guys like Kanan and Castro Castroneves then you got some you know m- m- middle age but you know g- guys kind of maybe in the in the end of the, in the middle of their career or maybe they're starting the down the downhill part of their career you got Dixon who's on the pole has been oh so fast uh, for Chip Ganassi he's looking for his second win in this event Will Power uh, his fellow Australian who would love to get a win in this race. Um, you know, Marco Andretti, he's, uh, he's been, been at it a few years. Um, you know, some of those guys that, uh, w- deserve a, a win or another win in, in, in Iplus 500. And then you got the, the young guard, um, that you've got in, in Rossi. Could he go back to back here in his first two cracks at it? Pagino, Hinchcliffe, uh, you know, Joseph Newgarden. There, there's so many, um, great potential winners in the field. It's really hard to pick one. Um, you know, but out of you know, out of all of them, I think Dixon has kind of been the, the class of the field throughout the month of May. Uh, it helps that he's starting on the pole, but in this race, you know, starting position doesn't matter a whole lot because it is 500 miles and if you have the right car or the right pit strategy, you can still win. But um, you know, it's just hard to kind of to pick a favorite for today's race. But lots of great storylines and uh, just really looking forward to this race uh, coming up at at 12 noon this afternoon. Again, with the the pageantry of everything and just the history, it has become um, my favorite, uh, one of my favorite races of the year to watch up there with like the Daytona 500. Um, But it's also probably the one event I would love to get to uh, in my lifetime as uh, someone that's been to a Daytona 500, been to plenty NASCAR events. um, But I, I think I would. Definitely want to add this to my, uh, sports bucket list. Uh, with that, uh, again, phone lines open here, 803 551 888 550 Right now, let's go back to, uh, Tuesday and, uh, let's catch up with, uh, the man who will start 14th in today's greatest spectacle in racing. Graham Rahal was in studio with me earlier this week. Well, we're sitting here with the driver of the stake and shake number fifteen for Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing and he starts fourteenth in the Indianapolis five hundred, Graham Ray Hall in studio. Graham, first off, welcome to Buffalo and uh, glad you could join us as part of your media tour.
3: Yeah, well thank you. It's uh it's a beautiful day here. The weather's showing off, and uh, you know, it was nice to uh nice to come up here, obviously promoting the five hundred ball, but also our uh our race at Watkins Glen Labor Day weekend, which we we'll, are looking forward to. Um but yeah, in the midst of a busy a busy week. It's nice to be here.
2: I've been asked I've been talking to a couple of people that cover in uh indie car racing and especially those that they reside in the Indianapolis area throughout the year. I know you're 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 originally from Columbus, but you've been around this sport all your life with your father, of course, but what does what does it mean to you when that calendar flips to the month of May and you know this is coming up in your schedule? Just what kind of feelings you get this time of year?
3: Well, a lot, you know, I mean it means a lot. I think everybody's excited to uh to get it going it's 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 a stressful month there is a lot that goes on uh but in general you know it's uh it's an opportunity to go and and have a great month to go and race in an event that if you can win it 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 literally will change your life forever um and so it's uh it's exciting from that perspective. At the same time, it's, it is very stressful. There's a lot that's going on. There's a lot of requirements of our time and sponsor requirements and everything else. Uh, but may is what we all look forward to. We all, you know, IndyCar racing. We love, we love every weekend that we go to everyone for different reasons, as you can imagine. But the Indy 500 is, it's just different. <laughs> it's just different. That's the best way to put it. it it's unique. It's Special, uh, it's the world's largest single-day sporting event. We'll get—I know—they've sold over three hundred thousand tickets already mm-hmm. uh, for for Sunday. It's just different, and uh, so I, I love to uh, be able to compete in it. This is my tenth, which is hard to imagine for me, <laughs> but uh, but I'm looking forward to it.
2: You mentioned it's your tenth, and it seems like just in the last ten years alone, this event has come back and had a resurgence in popularity, obviously the, those lean years during the split years, yep. but it seems like the last, especially the five, last five, six years, uh, falling in with the 100th anniversary of the race, of course, too, but it just seemed like this race has gotten so big the last few well, years. Well, I'll
3: say this. I, I Number one, I completely agree. I've been going there my whole life, and and uh, I, I, 100% I agree. I think it's improved a lot. But on top of that, I would say, you know, this year – The crowds that I have seen, and it's not the 100th, we're beyond that, 101st, the crowds that I have seen are better than I have ever seen them on a day-to-day basis. For sure, I would say qualifying, to me, looked like twice the amount of people that I had ever seen. Now, we had good weather, Mm -hmm. but still, it was a big threat of rain in the morning. We got rain, and then we were able to qualify later in the day, both Saturday and Sunday. But a ton of people. The Grand Prix crowd, I guarantee you, it was double what it was last year. I mean, So maybe the walk-up's been strong. I don't know. But to me, that buzz is tremendous. And I I have seen that uh, continuing to increase. Obviously, the crowd for the 100th last year was massive on race day. Mm. I expect the same. Um, But I feel like what we've done is we've taken the last few years, where we have these big milestone anniversaries, and we've built upon that. And also just gotten the eyeballs back on the sport, and people have fallen in love again. And we've got great things to come. Uh, You know, the the 2018 car, the new IndyCar, is going to look phenomenal. It's going to look extremely racy. It will be far, far sexier than what we have on track today. And I think the fans are going to love that. Um, It's really going to be a throwback to the old IndyCar open-wheel cars that – that I grew up watching and that I that I fell in love with. And so whether it be at the Indy 500 next year, whether it be at Watkins Glen, you know, for our race there, you know, I, I think that the the new the new product is going to be even better, too. So hopefully we can continue to build on this. Um, we definitely seem to be starting to get the, the eye of the public uh, back again, which is
2: great. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to putting on a good show. Uh, Great year qualifying performance. You're going to start 14th uh, in the race, uh, kind of pretty much in the middle of the field. Uh, The Honda engines did very well in qualifying. Just how do you think you and your team performed? We performed okay.
3: I'm not going to tell you we performed great. Unfortunately, we we did find some stuff. um, But we found it from a a setup standpoint. we, We just found it too late. And uh, so with, with that being said, you know, my, my teammate, Oreo, he was on a completely different setup for qualifying. And as you could see, his, his car wasn't quite as quick, but more consistent than mine. I seem to struggle a little bit more. And, and as we look forward, uh, you know, to, to the race, I'm feeling pretty confident about both of us. Um, our car had a lot of speed on Sunday in qualifying, you know, almost doing a 231 mile an hour lap. But on the second lap, we fell off a lot. Uh, we had a lot of wind issues, and unfortunately, you know, we seem to struggle a little bit with that. But uh, you know, we had the pace. Uh, we missed starting. I want to say 11th or 12. We missed moving up a few spots by 0.05 miles per hour over four laps. That is nothing, uh, but but that's what we missed it by. And so uh, we're going to start 14th. It's a good place to start. And, uh, you know, we're going to just work from there. 500 miles is a long, long, sure. long time.
2: So uh, last year we started 26th,
3: I think. So, you know, we'll be able to work our way up.
2: It seems like you mentioned last year's race, of course, Alexander Rossi winning on that fuel strategy. Um, obviously, that can come into play. There's just so many variables that can happen on a race day that, it, like you said, it is a very long yeah. race and anything can happen.
3: It is. But I will say this, that that sort of, and I don't want to call it luck because, Alex, is, he did a good job getting the mileage he needed. His engineers did a good job calling that race. But that sort of race doesn't happen very often sure. at Indy. You know, a, a person doesn't win the Indy 500 like that, you know, maybe more than once every 25 years. That is not a common scenario. Um, you know, frankly, last year there were several guys that, that really deserved the, the the right to win it, and it was sad to see it come down to the to the fuel mileage game. But it worked for him. As we look towards this year, I don't see that coming into play, uh, personally. But I could be wrong. You know, I think uh, the Hondas look very fast, and so I'm, I'm I'm hopeful that all the Hondas will be up there running. We're all going to get similar fuel mileage. I think it's hard, you know, for for a fuel mileage race to come into play again. But uh, you know, I I do feel good about where we're at. Pit stops are going to be important. But look, there's a lot of there's going to be a ton of opportunities to pass. And when I look at the weather report for the weekend, we're looking at mid-70s and sunny. So the weather looks good. So in, in mid-70s means a lot of grip. You know, if they were up in the 80s, the track temp comes up, start, everybody starts to slide around a little more, becomes more challenging. But, uh, but I'm excited to, uh, to go out there in the number 15 steak and shake machine. I hope we can have a really good, clean, fast, safe
2: run uh, and, and, and put ourselves in a really good position to uh, win this thing. Graham Hall joining us in studio to talk about the Indianapolis 500 where he starts 14th. Um I have to ask you about Sebastian's crashing and qualifying this week. And I know you had some uh very powerful comments report uh published afterwards, but have you had a chance to talk or, or text him at all and, and just your thoughts on what happened? I
3: have, I have. Yeah, and, and obviously the the interview that you're referring to was uh was unfortunately taken out of context. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reporter it was not written accurately. Uh but still, with that being said, um I was you know I w- I was simply stating you know the qualifying points that Indy makes those of us who don't have a shot at pole we didn't have the speed for pole yet we were going to go and risk more because of the points but uh, in a case like Sebastian he had a car to be on pole he without a doubt had the speed uh, my PR lady Kathy and I we went and saw him um you know Kathy Sebastian and I were all together in Newman Haas and uh so we 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 wanted to go see him and and check in on him. He's doing well. In fact, I got an email from him this morning saying that you know he's feeling great. He's not allowed to put weight on his leg for six weeks, but he says he feels he feels good. So uh, you know, I think he'll be out of the hospital here shortly, and you know, on his way to recovery. I think it looks like he's out for the year, which is disappointing uh, for him. But uh, you know, he's uh, he's a great competitor. There's no doubt we'll see him back soon. And look, I mean, these cars are fast—two hundred thirty-two mile an hour average uh, qualifying speed that was the fastest qualifying run uh that they had seen since uh 1996 was the only year that a car the A car which was Ari Dike, went any quicker than than the qual speeds this year so the cars are they're flying and uh you know when you're doing that uh you're on edge you know you're on edge to make these things go fast and uh, it's definitely tricky
2: when things like that happen do you take a step back and think about your own career and, and how much longer you want to do this i mean drivers and retirement a lot of talk obviously in the stock car world with dale jr and carl edwards but then on the other hand you've got a father-in-law that's racing after over 60 years of age driving funny cars for a living uh do you think about how much how longer you want to be a full-time driver i'm gonna
3: do this as long as i can you know um that is sadly it's part of our sport but if you're you know if you're gonna fear stuff like that then then you probably shouldn't be racing anyway you Mm -hmm. know and so for me Uh, hopefully I can do this for many more years to come. I'm 28. I'm young. I've been around a long time, but I'm still one of the youngest guys in the series. So the way I look at this, you know, is, is it's my job to, to come out here and and help promote our sport,
2: help build our sport. So, uh, hopefully you're going to see me for many years to come. Of course, later this year, as you mentioned, you'll be back this way for Watkins Glen. I was there last year. It was a great turnout, a great event. Um, I I couldn't believe the amount of people they had on kind of a short promotional notice last year. Now they've got a full year to promote this event coming back to Watkins Glen Labor Day weekend. Where does uh, the Glen rank on your list of uh, favorite tracks on the IndyCar schedule? Well, I'll say
3: this. It's certainly in my top three. You know, Road America, uh, Watkins Glen, Mid-Ohio are probably three of the— of the greatest, uh, you know, racetracks in this country. And, um, you know, I think what it, what it has is, you know, Labor Day weekend, obviously that's, that's a, that's kind of a family weekend anyway. And so to, to come out to the track, to camp out, uh, to enjoy that, that area of the world, which is just beautiful. Um, you know, it's, it's great to be in Watkins Glen. We're proud to be back, uh, once again, last year, you know, our car, we were very fast there. And, uh, unfortunately we got collected in an accident, but to be honest, uh, you know, we, we, we were in the top three every single session. We had the pace to start up front. And even in the race when we started 20th due to a penalty and, and qualifying, we, uh, we had worked our way into the top 10, uh, You know, I think, within the first 15 laps. So we had a car that was very quick. Um, I'm thrilled to go back. I mean, it's fast around there. The cars are are as fast as they've ever gone, setting lap records. The new paving is is, uh, phenomenal. But like I said, you know, it's just a great racetrack, a great time to to go spend with the family, Uh, come camp out, enjoy it with with the rest of us. That's what we all do, Uh, stay at the track, and uh, we love it. So, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it, excited to uh, to come back and uh, race there
2: once again. Last question for you, Um, come Sunday with uh, two, three laps to go, where would you prefer to be running, in the lead or maybe in that second spot, chasing a leader in those last couple laps?
3: Well, from what I've seen, you don't want to be the leader uh, because I think if you're the leader, you're probably a sitting duck. Having said that, if I'm the leader, I will do everything I can to make that car as wide as possible (laughs) and use every inch of road. And if I can do that successfully, and there's ways to do that, then I can make it harder – Uh, for people to get by. The other day I was running just ahead of Scott Dixon, who's our pole sitter Mm -hmm. in practice and, and trying that sort of technique and he couldn't really close up on me uh, for a, for a few laps. So uh, I got some practice with it if we have to, but we'll just have to see, you know, we'll have to see. The biggest thing is try to keep the nerves down and keep the brain clear and, and uh, you know, make whatever the right move is, you got to make it at the right time and it's either going to be your day or it's not, you know,
2: Indy writes its own story. And, uh, and hopefully this year's ours. I like that. Indy writes its own story. That's very, very great quote. Graham, thank you so much for stopping by, joining us here in Buffalo today. Best of luck in the Indianapolis 500 and the rest of the IndyCar season. Sounds good. Thank you. There is Graham Rahal. He'll roll off 14th today in the greatest spectacle in racing the Indianapolis 500. His dad, of course, former winner of this race back in 1986, Bobby Rahal, multi-time world champion as well in the sport, and a great young man, very, uh, very... Um, Well spoken, obviously, as you can hear in the interview, and uh, just uh, a great chat with him uh, both on air and off air while he was here visiting on Tuesday. One thing I forgot to ask Graham about, and I regret this because I even said it to him afterwards when I remembered about it, is he's going to actually have a helmet cam today. He has a camera affixed to the top of his helmet, and you'll see that during today's uh, television broadcast on ABC, so that'd be something cool to look to, to, you get that kind of you know, you know, like a Go. now it's not a GoPro camera, but similar perspective, uh, seeing what Graham sees from behind the wheel. Uh, that'll be s- something to look forward to on today's uh, television broadcast. We'll have the radio broadcast, of course, today here on WGR as the IMS radio network will have uh, live coverage starting at 11 o'clock this morning. We come back though. We'll cover the nightcap of today's big racing day, the Coca Cola 600 with Brant James from USA Today. When we get back here on Fast Track on WGR.
3: Hi, this is Kevin Harvick, driver of the number 4 Jimmy John's Ford. You're listening to WGR Sports Radio 550.
2: 1033 here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Dave Buchanan in a special Memorial Day weekend edition of WGR's Fast Track as we're taking you up to coverage of the Indianapolis 500 here on WGR, followed up by live coverage of the Coca-Cola 600. Uh, Forgot to mention, the opening segment, of course, the Grand Prix of Monaco did uh, get run this morning. Uh, and Sebastian Vettel picked up the win. In fact, it was a Ferrari one-two sweep with Sebastian Vettel and Kimi Räikkönen uh, taking the top two spots. Daniel Ricciardo finishing third for Red Bull to round out the podium. V- Valtteri Bottas was fourth. Max Verstappen fifth. Carlos Sainz sixth. Lewis Hamilton finishing seventh. A uh, disappointing finish for for the defending champion, or not the defending champion, but uh, the uh, one of the drivers racing for the championship this year uh roman grosjean finishing eighth for uh haas f1 felipe Massa and kevin magnuson giving uh haas f1 uh, a pair of top 10 finishes at monaco today um interesting uh, jensen button was uh, in the race filling in for fernando alonso um who's running the indianapolis 500 today of course had a run in and uh, sent uh, one of his uh, fellow competitors on the Uh, They had a wheel hop incident into the turn, and the uh, the car wound up uh, on its side. Didn't roll over completely, but was resting up against a barrier on its side. That was one of the uh, many uh, late-race incidents that kind of held up the end of the race, but uh, another win for uh, Sebastian Vettel. Uh, Coca-Cola 600, as I said, will be on here on WGR. Kevin Harvick is on the pole. Kyle Busch alongside, fresh off his All-Star win last week. Chase Elliott, Matt Kenseth in row two. Eric Jones, Denny Hamlin row three. Ryan Blaney won the Xfinity Series race, starts seventh, alongside Martin Truex, the defending race winner. Clinton Boyer, Brad Keselowski round out the top ten starters. Uh, Kurt Busch starts 12th. Jimmy Johnson rolls off 14th. Dale Earnhardt Jr. in his last Coke 600 will start 19th today. Uh, Joey Logano, 23rd. Casey Keane, 24th. And points leader Kyle Larson will start way back in 39th because of some uh, technical inspection issues in qualifying for the 42 team. But with 600 miles, I'm sure Kyle will still be a factor. And speaking of tonight's Coke 600, let's head out to Charlotte and go to the at hotline and bring in from USA Today, Brent James joins us on the line. Brand, it's Dave Buchanan here in Buffalo. Good morning. Great to talk to you again, sir.
1: Hey, Dave. How are you? Great uh, to be on with
2: you. Doing well and excited for this very busy race day. You'll get the nightcap portion of it with uh, the Coke 600 there in Charlotte. Um, Brant, I, I know you wrote a, a great column about it, and uh, folks can check it out at uh, usatoday.com. Uh, NASCAR needing to spice up its marquee events here in the month of May in Charlotte. And with uh, last year's race that Martin Truex dominated and last weekend's lackluster all-star race, um, what is the buzz or, or the vibe? I mean, buzz might not be the right word, but just what are the, the thoughts of the garage area going into today's race with uh, the, the lack of passing at the front of the field we, we continue to see here at the Charlotte Motor Speedway?
1: Yeah, I mean, NASCAR and uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway uh, officials have worked pretty hard trying to you know, open up a, a higher groove. They applied uh, some of the VHT resin uh... To the top uh you know the same process at Bristol, and they drag tires on it, so you know that they, they want to make this better they're better they're trying um even with four practice sessions it, I, don't, I don't know if anyone's really figured out how that's going to work uh you know it, it it's not been on there very long, you know in a couple of weeks it might be great, Kyle Bush was talking about uh... Um, when he was younger back at his home track, they put some of it on and it it took a while for it to come in you mm-hmm. been on it for a while, and eventually it got really good, but it's not been on there for very long. Um, I'm interested. You mentioned Kyle Larson, 600 miles. He's got plenty of time anyway, and he's proved that his you know, his car is extremely fast, has been all year, been great on the 1.5 miles. It's going to be interesting to see him because he's a guy who likes to take the long way around all the time. He loves life up against the wall. So, you know, he'll be up there, and he'll be in the resin, and he's going to be uh, one of the ones trying to make it work. He's going to be an interesting, uh, interesting test of it, I think. So that's one of the things I'll be looking at. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's pretty obvious they need to, to spice up the product. I, the track makes it difficult. Uh, it's mm. aero-sensitive. It's very temperature-sensitive. Dale Earnhardt Jr., who has no end of, of great little nuggets that he he pops out with, would <laughs> they be about explaining side-drafting to us at Talladega when he was doing the Xfinity broadcast or uh, asphalt construction. He, he mentioned something the other day about how uh, this surface is one of the first ones to use a lot of uh, – I think he said rubber polymers uh, you know incorporated in the track to increase grip and it's it's really grippy. so that means you can just hug the bottom line and just keep going around around with, with nice pace. So you know, that's part of the situation, part of the problem, part of the, the fun and the maddening aspect of why people are always trying to chase it in racing.
2: You mentioned, of course, the, the traction compound that they have applied to the surface there at Charlotte Motor Speedway. One other twist to today's event is we got the uh, indication, uh, you know, just a couple of weeks ago that the, today's 600 mile race, instead of the st- three stage format that some of us might still be trying to get uh, accustomed to is actually going to be a four stage race today at, at Charlotte. So broken up into four 100 lap segments. Uh, do you, Think at all that it spices up today? Spices up today's race at all, or maybe just gives us a few extra restarts to look forward to?
1: Yeah, I, spice. Who, who knows? Um, I, I think it, it'll you know definitely put a couple extra spices in the you know next to the pot there. Um, <laughs> teams are going to have to do a, a pit stop in the middle of, of the stage instead of just waiting uh, till the end, which is great. Um, uh, you know, get them get them doing something. Get the guys coming over the wall. Uh, you know, have a great pit stop in advance, maybe something tricky with tires. But, yeah, just uh, anything to keep the cars, uh, you know, get the cars off the track, running around in a line. And, you know, we, we talked about last year with Martin Truex Jr. leading 392 of, of 400. And, you know, sometimes I feel bad about feeling, you know, like, wow, he really stunk up the show because that was a really great accomplishment. Those yeah. Nailed it. And you got to give credit for that. It's sort of the old... You know, the old conundrum of, you know, do you, do you root against the, the bulls or the, or the, you know, laker you know, whoever? Do you hate dynasties because they're great? <laughs> I think if they're great, they're great. You have to appreciate that. But, you know, racing more than anything else gets judged as a, as an entertainment value thing as much as a competition. And yeah, boy, that was, that was kind of hard to watch at the time. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, long story short on that, I think anytime you can maybe mix up the order by throwing in some more variables, to me, that's one of the better parts of, of adding, uh, that extra stage. It is to is to mix it up. I don't know if, you know, more points being on the line is necessarily going to change any mindsets because I think drivers are trained enough that, you know, the trophy's a big shiny bell and you just keep chasing it till they tell you to stop racing. So I think that's just, you know, an added bonus for him, not necessarily an incentive.
2: Brant James from USA Today joining us here on WGR's Fast Track. Despite uh, the the potential for action or lack thereof today, there, there it seems like it, it could be a wide— there's plenty of favorites, I guess, you could say for today's race. You've got Truex, who won the race last year. You've got Blaney, who drove a great race yesterday in the Xfinity Series. You've got your front row starters in, in Harvick, who's been successful at Charlotte. Kyle Bush coming off the All-Star win. Uh, we already talked about Kyle Larson coming from deep in the field. There's a lot of guys that you could put the label of favorite on today.
1: Yeah, uh, you were rattling off names earlier and I was trying to get my head around who I thought was was going to win the thing. We we do these little audio narrations for video packages during the week and I went with Kevin Harvick, which is brilliant cuz he won the poll, but not really. What's that <laughs> worth? But but again, I mean, he I don't know whether me going with Harvick is just a factor of well, he's due, right? He's gonna win, mm-hmm. got to get one, and he's been good here. He's won, he's gotten close, and again, is it? is just a matter of time. But there are there's there's, there's multiple cars. I mean, you you got to mention Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, he, he's in this thing. Kyle Bush, Well, he won the All Star race. So, Okay, so he's got a verifiable you know amount of success recently. Although seventy laps compared to you know four hundred, big difference. And Kyle Larson. I mean, he's a guy that comes out every week and he's, he's competing for a winning practice and starting in the back is going to make him really interesting to like sort of the, the compelling point of the race for me to start because you know sadly we are sort of expecting it to be a, a run a ride around a little bit but you got your points leader in the back who had a problem in that high line I mean he's going to be I think someone who's your attention is, is going to go to naturally but yeah and and, and true x You know, Truex has been fast here this weekend, too. There's no reason to expect they suddenly got, you know, dumb at Charlotte. He could, I don't think 392, it could happen again just for the sake of odds, but he could come out and ruin the show again. Who knows?
2: Brand, uh, of course, we got the National Series schedules to uh, earlier this week as well for uh, the Cup, Xfinity, and Truck Series. Uh, what's your overall take uh, on the 2018 schedules, including that road course race at Charlotte next fall and uh, Indianapolis being the uh, closeout to the regular season? Uh, with all the changes, what were your takeaways from the schedule?
1: Yeah, I mean, underlying something had to be done. They had they had to mix that up. Mm-hmm. It was good to get Chicago out of its position. That had not, you know, been a thriller. Um, you know, Richmond, um, it's, it's not been one of those sort of short track producing moment, you know, places, uh, that everyone hopes for, mm-hmm. um, and getting it in the, in the chase and the playoffs, oh, almost a chase. <laughs> in the playoffs is great. Uh, you mentioned the two that really stuck with me is, is Indy. Um, Indy has been another big problem <laughs> because <laughs> the stock cars don't do very well either. They look big and clunky and slow, especially compared to the Indy cars, you know, it's so flat and so big. Uh, the Xfinity cars are going to run restricted plates, and you have to believe that that's a test run to see if that could maybe get them to the point of running
2: mm-hmm. the
1: cup cars. they got to make that product better. Okay, so generally that's a, a race in the middle of uh, late summer. Not a great show. It's a great place. Now they've moved it up to the regular season finale, which doesn't make any sense to me. Um, You know, the series, when they they were talking about it, You said, this is going to be a great stage for this. Well, that's true. Everyone loves going there. It's it's very, it's historic.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, I don't think it's going to necessarily motivate drivers to try hard, because they try hard every single time they go somewhere. They want to win in Indy in July really bad, too. So to me, it seems like a potential situation where you just sort of snub momentum that you might have been having running into the postseason. We'll see how that goes. And they know they have to address something to make the competition better. Uh, the road course in Charlotte is an interesting one. You can see why they did it because racing in Charlotte has not been super little leery of, and certainly they're going to test on it, but we'll probably test on it a lot. But entering a road course into your playoffs that never been used before when you've got Sonoma and Watkins Glen <laughs> sitting out there that, you know, already on your schedule is odd. I know that it goes into a lot, you know, with the sanctioning agreements and where you yeah. want to be. That one to me is a real wild card. I'm really interested to see. You know, drivers are going to take a wait-and-see attitude on it, mm-hmm. um, including the oval part of it. Adds a wrinkle. Could be phenomenal. Could be terrible. Chances are most things are sort of in between, but you got to do something. you got to take a chance on something. And, and I'm glad NASCAR did. That, that, that was, you know, pretty courageous on their part. Or, huh. you know. They're they're trying.
2: Yeah. Uh, last thing, Brent. We we only got about a minute here, but uh, of course, you were part of the uh, the Hall of Fame vote this week. We got our next class for the the NASCAR Hall of Fame with uh, Robert Yates, Ray Everham, um, uh, Ken Squire, uh, Ron Hornaday, and Red Byron. Uh, just real quickly, your thoughts on being part of that process?
1: It, it, it's a great process. It's a, it's a humbling process to be involved in with with the people that are in the room with you. Um, I go in each time with, with I've only done it two years, I, but mm. I went with my five last year. I got, uh, swayed on a couple of them. Uh, this year I had my five and, uh, I got, I got pretty close. Uh, I, I got, well no, I didn't I actually got two. <laughs> I felt like I was close. <laughs> I'm, I'm really bad at math. <laughs> Extremely happy about Robert Yates. I went in uh, with him on my list. He deserved to be there, but the sentimental aspect of uh, the liver cancer he's dealing with. Mm. Um, and Ray Everham, uh, I, I was pushing for him. I'm very glad he got in. Uh, But but you get fooled sometimes, too. I was absolutely certain that Joe Gibbs and Jack Roush would go in with their win totals and their championships Mm. and swing and a miss. I didn't even get close on that one. So it's interesting to watch the room
2: uh, hash it all out. You can go to USA Today and read all of Brand's work. He has been covering uh, Speed Weeks down there at Charlotte for the last couple of weeks. Excellent coverage. Uh Brant, thank you for the time this morning. Uh, enjoy watching the Indianapolis 500 and then enjoy covering tonight's Coke 600. Thank you again, and uh, we'll talk again soon.
1: You're welcome. Talk
2: to you. All right. Brant James from USA Today. You can also follow him on Twitter at Brant James. And, again, uh, he's got all great stuff uh, on usatoday.com. It's all right there for you to uh, peruse and get his thoughts on uh, everything that's been going down at Charlotte. We come back. We'll uh, wrap up this edition of Fast Track, this special edition, as uh, we have our local racing roundup. And also still time for your phone calls, 2 2- at 803 888 550 We wrap up Fast Track here on WGR. Hey, race fans, this debut cannon for my friends at Batavia Downs. Batavia Downs Gaming is the area's premier entertainment destination with over 800 of the hottest and in-demand video gaming machines. And they've got tons of games, uh, lots of great new titles, and they're always adding new ones as well, too. And now you, you can make it a night to remember by visiting their restaurants, stay a night at the hotel, and, of course, wager on live harness racing right there at Batavia Downs. Uh, you can... Check out the racing live and in person, or you can go to 34 Rush, Thurman Thomas' Sports Bar. Check out horse racing from around the country and all their many TVs. You can also watch auto racing, hockey playoffs, basketball playoffs, baseball. They've got it all there at 34 Rush inside Batavia Downs. They've also got the big 15-foot projection screen for those big sports events. Uh, hang out, watch sports, wager on harness racing, grab a bite to eat, have some uh, delicious adult beverages. You can do that all from 34 Rush inside Batavia Downs. Batavia Downs Gaming is open every day from 8 a.m. until 4 a.m. and they're right off the three-way exit 48. You can't miss it. And for more information, be sure to follow Batavia Downs on Facebook and Twitter for up-to-date info and all promotions. And discover why Batavia Downs Gaming is the area's premier entertainment destination. And tell them you heard about them right here on Fast Track. Friday night, complete washout pretty much for everybody. Uh, Lancaster Dragway, Ransomville, uh, Osh Weekend, everybody got wet on Friday. Uh, Freedom, everybody rained out. Unfortunately, the, the heavy rain on Thursday combined with the, uh, little rain that did fall on Friday just made, uh, most racetracks in the area a big mess. Uh, same could be said on, or third, actually, I go back to Thursday. Lancaster got rained out on Thursday as well, too. Um, Saturday night action, we we'll start the Genesee Speedway. Jimmy Johnson picked up, no, not that one, in the crate late models, the, the other Jimmy Johnson. And the Johnson family got their second win of the night in the sportsman Sarah Johnson, got the win over Ray Bliss and Kyle Inman, Byron DeWitt in the Street Stocks, James Gayden in the mini stocks. Jessica Traxler got the win in the bandits. Wyoming County International Speedway last night. Paul Fly got the win in the four cylinders. Ryan Hallett in the six cylinders. Dave Krozick in another, another win in the super stocks. And Kirk Totten got the win in the SST modifieds over Andy J and Daniel Majak. Merrittville Speedway last night. A uh, couple of sweeps. There's a couple of divisions that had double features. Josh Schleider swept the Mod light mains. Dave Bailey swept the uh, Hoosier stock features. James Michael Friesen got the win in the Sportsman. And uh, Chad Brockman got the win in the Modifiers over Greg Penante and Gary Lindbergh. They also ran on Monday night, uh, Victoria Day Monday. Uh, Matt Williamson uh, got by Eric Rudolph late to win the Brian Stevens Memorial Modified race on Monday. And Charlie Sandercock won the uh, Rush late model race there Monday night at the uh, Merrittville Speedway. Tonight, you had two choices. Unfortunately, one of those choices has already fallen because of uh, dampness and the potential for rain this evening. Little Valley has pulled the plug for their program tonight. Tough. That's been the story of Little Valley for the last couple of years. I feel bad for those folks. They've had so many rainouts to deal with over the last few years. Uh, they will try again uh, in a couple of weeks. So your one option for racing tonight in person, if you don't want to watch it on TV or listen on the radio, you can go to Humberstone Speedway tonight. They're going to finally try and kick off their season up there in Port Colborne, Ontario. Uh, their five divisions of racing, including the uh, BEI Lightning Sportsman Series. They've got fireworks tonight. And all year at Humberstone Speedway, 18 and under are free every week at uh, Humberstone Speedway there in Port Colborne. So uh, take the kids uh, they can get it for free all year at the Humberstone Speedway. Coming up, uh, a great weekend, hopefully, if it doesn't rain here in western New York. Friday night, you've got the Patriot Spring Cars at the Ransomville Speedway, and you've got the Race of Champions Modifieds at Spencer Speedway. Saturday night, International Super Modified Association, the Wing Super Mods are back in western New York. They'll be at Lancaster on Saturday night, plus the Wing Can-Am Midgets. That should be an awesome show. They had 24 uh, Isma Supermods at Lancaster, or excuse me, at Oswego last night, and we're hoping for a, a similar big turnout uh, coming up this week at Lancaster on June 3rd. So that should be a good show. Uh, also, Ranciville announcing they're going to be running Monday, June 25th to make up for uh, some of the rainouts that they've had this year too. So uh, stay tuned. Enjoy the racing today. Uh, hit us up on Twitter uh, throughout the day at Fast Track 550 as you're watching the races, and we'll talk to you next Sunday here on WGR.